This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Mark Havercroft. Mark is the president at Go One, and their purpose and passion is to rekindle people's love for learning, reigniting their childlike learning for new knowledge and experiences. They make learning simple, accessible, convenient, and comprehensive. Their platform consolidates all types of topics and formats of learning material available. They make it easy to access and intuitive to use. They are the world's most popular corporate e-learning solution. Mark, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Great to be here, Nick. I love the introduction. We we sound fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you are fantastic, Mark. Uh, I I this is obviously the second time you've been on. The first time was a great conversation. I expect nothing but the best from Mark Havercroft. You got it. You got it. I'm always looking forward to this, Nick. <laughs> so the first question I have, and I had for you on the first one, is what's one thing people might not know about Mark? Oh. One thing people might not know about Mark, I probably got a, a a closet case of obsessive compulsive syndrome. I'm a bit of a neat freak, Nick. That's probably a bit, you know, maybe that's oversharing for some, but that's certainly some, well, some that know me well would know, but, you know, I'll, I'll give you that. That's that's the one. I mean, yeah, I, the office looks looks very tidy. I would say that. Uh, <laughs> Well, well done. Uh, you have a, a healthy obsession. Uh, it's kind of like me with Costco. I have a healthy obsession with Costco. <laughs> so I think first off, I want to congratulate you on that new role. Uh, you know, you're, I know you're three, three months in now, and I think it's, uh, you're on this rocket ship, which we'll get into, but maybe give my listeners a little bit of recap of uh, your new role and uh, what's, what's been going on. I had the pleasure of taking on the president role with a company called Go One. I've been in the HR tech space for, you know, 20 years, um, just recently with SAP Success Factors. And Go One um, was a company I saw a couple of years ago. It was part of um, some of the ecosystem work that I did. And straight away when I saw it, uh, I could see a, uh, a big problem solved that I'd seen for 20 years. And that is one of learning content. The ability to have the right development content when you need it has always been something that I've had, had all customers in all corners of the world struggle with. And, uh, you know, uh, a good old aggregate solution in that space was something that I just, you know, kicked myself and thought, why didn't I think of that? But I'm lucky enough now to, to take the role of president with them. The company is in, in, in great shape um, and we've got some great, great plans ahead. So, I'm um, yeah, really excited. And I cannot believe it. Uh, I, I remember talking to you when I first started. Three months has gone by in a blink of an eye. That's all I can say. Yeah, I remember shooting you a note and you kind of gave this cliffhanger on LinkedIn saying, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this next thing. And about you know three weeks in after you've uh, given us the full-on cliffhanger, uh, I shoot you a note and I'm like, all right, man, I'm, I'm sitting at the edge of my seat. What What is going yeah. on? What is next? So I'm very happy for you. And, um, you know, so let's take take me through that first week. Like, what does that look like? What's What's that first thing that you want to accomplish? Mm -hmm. What's the goal of of that first week? And 
And what are you trying to, like, what do you want to, what's the goal at the end of that first week? The goal is all about listening and learning, pardon the pun, but it is, you know, literally all listening and learning. One of the big things I find hard in that is, 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 is just keeping my mouth shut, um, is, ask, you know, is, is listening. You, you're so enthusiastic and you want to learn and you, you, you want to get going as quickly as possible. But the trick in the, in the first week, in the first, I would say, in the first couple of months is listening and learning. That's really the trick. And, you know, trying to curb your excitement. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to have an opportunity um, or, or take on any challenge in work and really be, you know, excited to get into it, you know, not just have to be there. So first week was listening, learning. And, and specifically, I'm sure somebody who is low energy like yourself, you you have to curb that excitement yeah. and uh, that listening and learning. And, and same with me, like I'm I, I enjoy talking, <laughs> but I know that I should be listening, uh, you know, a lot more than I should be talking because that means that I'm actually learning something. Right. And sometimes it's a gut check of like, all right, Nick, like it's time to to zip it. But if I'm if I, I'm actually writing stuff down yeah. and taking notes and asking clarifying questions, yeah. I'm going to learn a ton more. Yeah. And just because I'm in that first week, I'm assuming you're like, oh, I think I could improve that maybe a little bit better, or maybe ask that a little bit question, or maybe restructure this, or maybe that partnership should be yeah. Yeah. Um, restructured as well. But if you don't ask that clarifying question about why, what makes you guys do this, yeah. tell me more about that then you can't make it to where you want it to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's always, you know, there's always, I always say there's always like kind of eight sides to a story as well. So, but you're right. It's very hard not to kind of jump in with, with, with your mindset and, and, and wanting to bring value from the, the minute you walk through the door. But yeah, uh, listening and learning brings a lot of value. And the essence also, um, what I've noticed is you can make a different decision on a small amount of information and a completely opposite decision when you have the full picture. So, yeah, you, you got to learn from your scars as well, right? But always excitement in the first week as well, and 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 people are excited to talk to you, and it's yeah, it's just an exciting time. Yeah, it's so when you're going in that first week, it's not necessarily just talking to that the executive team or the board mm-hmm. or grabbing dinners and drinks. It's it's getting your hands dirty and talking to those frontline people, or maybe. Did you have that opportunity to even dig into the clients as well? Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. And and uh, it's a really important point who, who you speak to. Of course, in a role like I got, of course, yeah, board time, executive time, etc., is, is is a given. But um, you know, I I what I like to do is kind of get into the new office early. You know, even when you before you've got your security badge kind of thing, and and be that kind of new guy that wanders around, you know, near the kitchen and stuff like that, and like you know, who's that guy in the corner with the laptop kind of thing? Because you, um. Yeah, you, you know, you don't you don't come with an introduction, and um, people are set are themselves in an office like that. And obviously, the people there are the people working hard and, and dealing with customers, right, and 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 doing the job. So that you know, again, in that first week, being um, trying to get under the the radar early uh, as as well, and just kind of walking around and just hearing folks and what people have got to say and what their problems are and, and things like that. You'd be amazed what they share with a new guy. Um, <laughs> pretty quick so that's that's an invaluable thing you can do in the first couple of weeks as well but definitely get get to the get to the people doing the job as quickly as you can who is this new guy that's cleaning up the kitchen uh, every chance we get yeah, uh, yeah. he keeps asking me questions so <laughs> i think questions are very important we kind of t- touched on that a little bit but you know when you first come in what questions should you or did you ask 
those employees and or customers to to get the most out of them. And, and maybe it's the it's the undercover boss mm-hmm. or the fly in the wall where you had that opportunity to ask those questions that that uh, a CEO they maybe wouldn't answer as truthfully, yeah. perhaps. Uh, but what questions when you when you first got in were you asking both sides? Well, I, I think for, for for colleagues and people you're going to be working with is, I suppose, you encapsulate you know what's going well and what's not going so well. And there's a lot in just those two simple questions because, uh, you, you know, and, and of course then, you know, keeping your mouth shut and listening and then people will talk around, you know, what's going well and what's not. And, and those are kind of kind of key, key, key points. You know, with, with customers, you know, I come from the last couple of years in the chief customer officer role, you know, the best question I ask them is, are you happy with what you're getting? That's the first question I ask. Are you happy with what you're getting? Are you getting value with what you're getting? And, you know, put on the spot as the first question, you tend to get the honest answer. Uh, of course, there's a yes, but, you know, or there's a something. There's always an ongoing, uh, you know, value and service relationship with a with a provider and a customer. But gut reaction straight away with the person paying the check. Are you happy? That's a good that's a good start. And, and depending on the answer where the next question goes, but that's normally a good start. And I love the 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 ripping the bandaid off the, the question immediately and just going right to the meat mm-hmm. and just saying, tell me if you're not. Like we want to fix this and I'm here for Absolutely. you. And if, if people actually believe that and, and you're building trust along that journey and saying, let's run this parallel because I want you to be just as successful as you want to be successful in this, in this e-learning and learning for a lifetime. You know, we didn't really touch on it a whole lot at the beginning. I, you said I gave this amazing introduction, but you know, when it comes to go one, you know, how does that work and, and how do people start working with you? Is it at the individual level where they can go and buy a license? Is it at the corporate level and, and people you're going to talk to HR or learning and development? Like maybe people walk people through yeah. that and why is that important? Yeah. So look, you know, go one. What you know, one of the things I love about it is its simplicity in what it is. It it is simply like your uh, iTunes, Spotify, Netflix for learning content. Right, it's one subscription. All the content you uh, need now, and that you're going to want down the track as well, right? And in different formats, and, and, and all those kind of things, right? So, you know, to me, I, I I love its simplicity of it. In the essence of, um, I guess we've all, I'm sure everybody, you know, listening to this will have, I don't know, played a track on their iTunes and it suggested another thing, or watched a horror movie on Netflix and it does a thing, right? And and if you can explore your passions about what you want to be or what you want to do and, and content can be readily dished through to you. I think we've all been looking for that experience maybe, you know, to find stuff. I mean, that's so an aggregator model in the space, sim- simple business. H- how do you, how do you get engaged with us? Um, look r- right now we're, we're heavily focused on our corporate space. That's, you know, where we're at. Um, you know, it's a young company. Um, We've we've grown you know dramatically. We're now just I think at two point eight billion in our valuation. It's probably gone up at six in the last six months. It's gone up about a billion dollars. So um, it it's it, it's certainly you know on the on the right track of that. And that value is just simply underpinned by that simplicity of the solution. Um, but we're taking that to corporates and how you can get involved in that is you know go and uh, make sure your HR person is talking to Go One. And if not, you know I'm sure they can, they can certainly contact us. But the underlying thing is, it's 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 going to be something that you can subscribe through 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 work. Um, but what we're hoping to do is 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 fill those 
development needs that we've all experienced when we've had kind of skills reviews or or jobs and or even we just know what we want to be and what we want to do it's going to give those corporations the environment um to to, to use go one and look you know it's um the kind of good thing is it we're not a platform where we're you know we're, we're an aggregator or a piece of software where the where that development need that fits in so whether your organization's got Microsoft Teams, um, we're already integrated into that and, you, you know, you can access it through that. Or whether you've got like my old employer, SAP SuccessFactors, you know, you name it, kind of the platforms we, we, we work with. And a lot of them are coming towards us now, obviously, to, to, to they're very keen to integrate with us because, you know, the simple thing is these platforms are what employees have access to at work already. But when they go to get that content piece, whether it's through the LMS or anything else, um, they often find there isn't that learning and development piece, but you know, go on fits that fits that hole. So they'll they'll find it in all manner of their systems, whether it be Slack, Teams, or you, you know, um, SAP or anything like that. And then they'll be able to access it. And then hopefully we will. Um, the big purpose we've got is you know we really kind of want to. What I like about it, I want to get people back to loving learning, Nick. You know, I want us to be able to kind of really reach our ambitions. Bill McDermott used to say, like, winner's dream. I think he wrote a book about it. Um, and and um, I think, you know, learning helps you dream, helps you realise what's possible. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can grow a great business. And um, I think as the world changes with all this technology, we can help people access, you know, learning. That means they can, you know, be whatever they want to be from wherever they're coming from and wherever they are in the world. So it's a good business to be involved in, nice and simple. Um so yeah, right now it's the corporate world. So if, if people are interested, you know, we 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 love an employee referral, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The one thing I there's a couple of things I I want to say based off of um, your answer. The first one I, I hated learning <laughs> when bef- when I was at, at um, all the way up through high school, through college, <laughs> through uh, when I started getting my MBA, and I was like, oh okay, well this is actually something I want to focus yeah. on. Then I started liking a little bit, but I didn't even really read the books and I just kind of skimmed by and it was just best effort. And I shouldn't have done that, but I didn't enjoy it. And until I started getting into really honestly, probably customer experience, customer service, employee Mm. experience, culture is when I started kind of digging in and peeling back the onion and saying, man, I need to get into podcasts and I need to start reading books and I need to do uh, e-learning and I need to figure this out because there's so much knowledge out there and I only know a sliver of it. Yeah. And so how do I get out and up and out past my perspective to see different things, maybe read data. And I, I love how go one can use that intelligence to offer those, the user's recommendations based off of the user preferences, yeah. similar to that Netflix where I can go to that next stage and saying, okay, well, based off of, based off of what I see here, you might like Absolutely. this one too. It's, it's very cool. Um, you know, the one thing that I, I think is, is valuable too, that maybe people might not think about is, yeah, you can build tracks and let's say somebody's in customer service. I'm going to make them a better customer service representative yeah. or somebody's in marketing or somebody's in learning and development and they want to be a yeah. better learning and development manager, director, VP, whatever that is. But, you know, I think one of the differentiators, if you use a platform like this, is people bring all of themselves to work. They don't just say, 
I want to be in customer service, or maybe the the leaders don't even ask them, hey, do you yeah. want to do out something outside of yeah. that? And so a platform like this, I would assume, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, is, hey, I want to get into graphic design, or I want to get into marketing, or I want to be an HR right. professional, or I want to get into sales. Like, how do I do that? How do I yeah. learn more about that instead of just me reading another 50 books yeah. the long way? How do I speed up and escalate that process yeah. to do something that I want to do. And and the reason why I'm saying that is if that next company says, Hey Nick, I got, I got an extra 20, 20 K for you. Uh, you want to come over and work for us. Yeah. And for one, you look at the culture, location, travel, et cetera. But you're saying. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. But these guys are offering something that you're not. Can you offer that too? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so I said, I said a lot, but uh, love to get your perspective. No, on no, look, it's, you know, and it's funny, it's, it's kind of both, you know, you can do the, the corporate track learning and, and, and do that and you can, you know, and yeah, and you can follow your dreams or, or, or also the organization can, can look at their company and go, you know, we really got to upskill these people. And, um, you know, we can move these this skill set here into being graphic designers because we're going to lead, need lots of graphic designers, right? So you can really build on your current talent. You can build on that that knowledge base. So again, the organization, when it's looking to making sure it's having the right skills at the right places, it can f- feed that within the bounds of its commercial strategy uh, as, as well. But you know, you know, you, you made a great point. I, I, I found as well. I I, I was. I found learning something that I had to do, right? You know, it was kind of that. Um, uh, but then I look at my young young children, seven and nine, and they love learning, right? Because it, it, they they when they're taught, they're taught uh, by passion, you know. So the the teacher, when they're at that age, will try and relate the topic to an area that they will get passionate about. And so it's 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 really interesting to see the different attitude when they're passionate about it as to what I was like when it was just like, oh man, I've got to get through this. <laughs> so um, what I've noticed in the corporate side of things, and what we 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 is a is something that I tell your listeners as well is that if you notice, we only ever get to compliance and health and safety learning kind of stuff when we're at work, you know, because it's kind of needed to do the job. So you're right, you know, what we need is um, people to kind of. You've got, you got something like go one, you can get to that compliance, but then you might just kind of flick the page again and keep going and suddenly do it. But you probably challenge everybody out there to kind of think, God, when did the last time I actually kind of looked at our learning system, seen what courses were available and thought about what I want to do? Because I think we, we do have some customers that are really kind of desperate to get that learning culture back in place. So yeah, I've, I've learned from this as well. You've got to give something a go on that learning side of things. Yeah, and fo- follow your passions. But yeah, just get past compliance. <laughs> just get past the tick in the box. Uh, there's a whole big world out there. Yeah, even, I mean, the, the world, I feel like, has their horse blinders on and they're so busy working on that 
the nine to five or whatever that that time box is, and they just do head da- heads down time and crush email yeah. and jump on Zoom calls. Their mindset maybe is I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. What what why am I doing this? Why should I why should I care? Why am I am I measured on this? Because if I'm not measured on it, I'm not going to do it. That's right. But if you actually give them the why. Yeah. If you actually share like, hey, this is going to help you do X or this is going to upskill you to yeah. to get to where you want to go. It goes back to listening to your employees. Yeah. Like what did they want to do? And hopefully you can align with what the organization wants as a whole. Mm-hmm. And and maybe they're not the right fit. Maybe they're not there in the right seat on the right bus. But it's it's so important to actually listen to what your people want and then align with that why. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's uh, 100%. And we know from like, you know, again, probably even what, the last 10, 15 years, you know, money is not the top reason people move. They move because they feel they're listened to and invested in, right? And again, you know, you, you, you invest in somebody with, you know, we do things like playlists and things like that. So, you know, again, you can you can follow a career track or you can follow a subject matter as well that's that's already been kind of endorsed or done before. Again, you know, just like you'd get the get the best records on Spotify or something or, or, or things like that. So again, it's, um, you know, for us, it's really good. And, and you know, we, we've got, I talked about the platform kind of partnerships as well. But, you know, the other thing to our model is obviously we've got great content partners. And again, taking this job, you know, Nick, up, it's amazing the diversity of content and information out there, right? Um, valuable information and, 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 and credible, you know, and, what I like as well is I, I you know, I, um, I love content in an audible fashion, right? I can't, I just reading a book is just the thought of it. Even I'm saying it to you now, I think, oh, <laughs> but let me listen to something, you know, like I, while I go for a run or something like that. Um, so we have content providers, you know, that provide the whole thing in audible or audio and, and, and things like that. So, you, you know, you can read, you know, the art of war in the book or you can listen to it, you know, um, on an audible thing with like Thor as the as the voiceover or something. Right. So uh, <laughs> there's just a world of content out there and, and it's really exciting and to, to to see all that, you know, whether it's Harvard or, um, you know, we partner with Skillsoft, we, we, we partner with, you know, all those big areas, right? Because, you know, we, we want the best content in there and those content providers want to, want to access people as well. So the other good thing that you get again in exploring that thing is, yeah, there's just, there is a world of content out there in in different formats as, as well. So there's something certainly, you know, consumable for anybody. So everybody's got the time is where I was going with that. Nick, everybody's got the time. I'm one of those people who never has time, but I, 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 I go for a run every day. And I use, I've started to do these audible books and um, it's, it's fantastic. So you can always kind of make time, right? It can be delivered to you in any way you want it, but you've just got to want to learn. And you have to take that first step. 100%. And that, you know, you, that's the best way to climb Mount Everest is to take that first step. Mm -hmm. And the more somebody once said, like, you know, you can get predictably uncomfortable and you don't want to get uncomfortable on accident. But you have to, I want to be outside my comfort zone consistently on purpose. Mm-hmm. And that is learning. Like if I'm not going to learn, I'm not going to grow. I'm not going to understand different people's perspective. You know, when it comes to me listening to audible uh, books or if it's podcasts, I do listen to them when I skip the 
the noise, like the the spacer between, or I listen to it at 1.5 speed and it, I just have gotten used to it and I've enjoyed it because I want to listen to it as much as possible in the short period of time that I have. Yeah. And it's funny that you said with, with the books, obviously, uh, you know, I got, uh, my books, the, the reasons not to focus on. And I think I realized that I hate reading books so much that I wrote a book that doesn't have <laughs> content in it. <laughs> so it's brilliant. Uh, now it comes full circle. Uh, the one question I had for you, you know, you're, you're very active on, on, uh, LinkedIn and and other platforms and getting out there and talking, but you know, when it comes to your people, when it comes to your clients, when it comes to community, like, what does, what does that mean to you? Like, what does the community mean to you and how, how are you cultivating that as at go one? And how do you consistently find ways to build it? Yeah. I just, I think, I think networks are key. You know, I just think I, I find, you know, it, it's just an access to information and understanding and knowledge and, and things like that. So I just I just look at a kind of, you know, community and these things just as, as, as one big ability to kind of, um, you, you know, make sense of it all, decide where you're going to do with things. That's that's, you know, so I, I look at it as a network and I look to try and give value. Um, and if you give value, people give you value back. And yeah, I've, I've constantly been surprised over the years of if you cultivate a good network of uh, the opportunities that it that it brings you, um, the conversations you have, the, the people that you introduce to. Yeah, no, look, it's to me, it's kind of it's the it's the underlying premise of of business um, is a solid network. And I think you know now I'm a, li- a bit a bit uh, longer in the tooth, and so I have a network of of, of kind of reasonable substance o- over the years. It's extremely valuable, you know, and um, on, on both ways. So community and networking, um, I think one and the same thing. I love it. So bringing it back full circle about uh, listening to the employees mm-hmm. consistently, how do you have that feedback loop uh, to complete that that listening? Because I think a lot of organizations ask for, uh, even on the, on the customer service level, the, hey, tell me about uh, one out of 10, would you do business with us? Or how easy yeah. was it to do business with us? Or how could we improve? But if there's not an actionable feedback loop, uh, then you're just talking to the wind and you're like, oh, great. We have a 7.8. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, we're going to create that. So how, how are you doing a feedback loop back to the organization? Look, I, I, I think we are lucky in this world of data that we have, right? That you can tell if something's being adopted, something's being utilized and something's being used. So number one, that's your first point of call, right? I, I, I think, you know, there, there's, again, there's all sorts of te- technological ways, surveys, et cetera, and things like that. But again, nothing, you just brought it up before, nothing beats community, right? And so you can have the community of customers. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think it's kind of strange, you know, I think, Historically, people looked at it as a kind of them and us. We're the business, they're the customer. You know, it's two things. I, I, I kind of, certainly this world of subscription that I've learned over the last three years in, in software subscription businesses and things like that. Um, you know, the, the, the true value is, is, is above and beyond the sale. It's the ongoing kind of customer community that you have and speaking to them, face-to-face events, all sorts of different things. But I think it's speaking to them and making sure your organization is speaking to them as well. Um, different. Um, consistently getting people together as groups um, could be the engineers with the customers. It could, could be sales and all sorts of different things like that, but actually just bring the customer into your business. We're all customers. You know, if somebody asked me what, <laughs> what I thought, you know, if uh, 
Tim Cook was ever going to ask me what I thought about Apple, which I don't think that's going to happen. But if he would, I've got a couple of things he could improve on. You know, I've got a couple of things that he could look at. So um, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, use all the tools, do all that. But again, make sure your organization is talking to the customer and your customer. Um, and, and, you know, you do that proactively through different communications. And, and yeah, let's not lose sight of the fact of getting together physically, roundtables, um, those kind of things. But, you know, that, that's the main thing. Again, it kind of come, comes does come full circle to the start where I said to you, you know, what I do in the first week, which is kind of listen and learn. It's kind of what you've got to do with your customers. Just keep listening and learning, you know. Make sure your product meets what they want rather than going crazy. That, that, that's really it, Nick. You know, that's that, that's kind of it. I, I think it's less about a technique. I think it's more about an attitude. And as a leader, if you purvey that attitude from the start, I, I, I think, you know, naturally that is that is picked up as the, as, as the, as the main driver. And so, you, you know, you start to see that attitude come out in, in the company's actions and things like that. And if not, that's what you've got to work towards. <laughs> so um, I'm happy to say it's, uh, it's very living and breathing in, in the company I'm at. But yeah, comes back to, as we started, you know, uh, listening, you know, and you said it, and somebody else said it, that's me, you know, um, if you're talking, you're not learning, right? So as hard as it is, and I know it is hard, but um, yeah, listening and learning to your customers, listening and learning on on, on all matters is, is is the main thing. Yeah, they do often say, don't they? The wisest person in the room is the quietest. So uh, yeah, that's the that's the way forward, Nick. I think we need to do less talking. Then uh, we just need to put put the put the Velcro on real quick and. Just say you guys talk for a little bit. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put the Velcro on. I'll I'll be back in 20. I'm just gonna gonna be writing some stuff down. Uh, and for Tim Cook, uh, I know you're listening. Uh, you know, just reach out to Mark and uh, let's get this thing scheduled. Yeah. And uh, look looking forward to that feedback and and having you on the podcast. So, um, I I ask every every guest two questions at the very end, Mark yeah. and. Um, as you know, but the first one is what book or person and customer service, customer experience has influenced you the most in the past year, or it could be an even experience. Like let's say you went to a certain restaurant or yep. you went, had a, had a great valet experience uh, and I'll pause there and, and I'll give you the next one. Best experience recently. Let me think. Um, best experience recently. Wow. And do you know what I, I would say, right, here we go. I would say our, Local coffee shop is where I'm going to go with this. I know, I know it's out, but um, re- just always um, with a greeting, with a smile, always knows your order. I, I know it's a little thing, but um, that, that 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 always gets me. Loves that loves their job, loves loves what they do, right? And 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 that comes across. And it would be remiss of me, of course, not to mention your book. Of course, I, uh, <laughs> I it, it's, it's good. I, I think, as you said before, you know, people's passions come out in what they do yeah. and there's good knowledge in it. Right. So um, it's, it's, you know, it's a good book and um, you've got to do it on audible in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. It might come out on April fools, but I will definitely <laughs> do that audible. You know, one thing that you did say about the coffee shop though, is that it's made me, it may be small. Like, it is the small things yeah. that that yeah. mount up to the big things. Like they know your odor, mm-hmm. they they know you. They they probably have decent to better coffee. Yeah. Coffee, um, 
it's the small things that make you feel known and valued and that will build loyalty. hundred percent. And I love, I love, there is another local coffee shop that I go to and, and it has not the world's greatest coffee and maybe not the world's best location, but they're awesome. Yeah. Like it, it is the exact spot that I need to solve and to accomplish my goals yeah. that day. Yeah. And so I'm going to consistently go back and I'm going to bring others, but maybe not too many people <laughs> because I don't want it to get overcrowded. Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, you come to Columbus, so I'll, 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 I'll invest uh, in you and, and tell you exact spot. I like it. So the, the second question I got is if you could leave a note to all customer service professionals, or if you want to switch it, let's actually switch it. Uh, so if you want to leave a note to all learning and development prof- leaders, yeah. and it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m., what would it say? What would it say? It would say, finally, finally, the problem is solved. We have all the content you need now or in the future. One subscription. Give us a call. That's what I would say because it's, you know, we're really, you know, changing the game out there for them. So I would uh, be bold enough to put that out there and be comfortable to bring them value back. Love it. Mark, what's the best way for people to... To find you or find Go One? Good old, anyway, you know, usual ways, website, all those digital footprints that we've got, they can get us in any of those things. And uh, yeah, go give your uh, L&D manager or your HR director a little nudge and say, uh, you know, help us learn. Give Go One a call. <laughs> Love it, man. Thanks again for your time. I, I know that the next time we'll be talking, it'll be a, at a $10 billion evaluation and uh, it's going to be amazing. And I look forward to watching that success. Uh, I can't wait. It's been great catching up with you, Nick. And uh, yeah, let's do it again soon. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.